0: Support for Dipping Milk and Cookies is brought to you by A Gentleman's Outlook. Alright, welcome to another awesome episode of Dipping Milk and Cookies, a podcast for two best buds to try to figure out this thing we call life. Using friends, guests, and microphones. Guys, come on, come all. I am your host, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith. Uh, and today I am joined by Nazario Chiqupezio. This man plays all sorts of different instruments. Uh, mainly oud, uh, uh, lafta, yeah. and flute. <laughs> yes. uh, but he is also skilled with the, uh, the sitar, uh, baroque guitar, and Afghan rabab. Uh, well, which it
1: was broke, but they fixed it. <laughs>
0: oh my god, Nazario! I'm not gonna lie, I I did my little my little podcast prep. I tried to do a little digging into into you, and yes. <laughs> when I when I looked up because I had never, especially it's kind of embarrassing being a guitar player. I'd never heard of the baroque guitar. I had to look at the pronunciation because it does not. I mean. When you see the spelling of it, it doesn't sound like it doesn't look like broke Baroque, but uh, but that's, that's a funny joke. Uh, but again, very talented musician. He has shared the stage with many well known talents, uh, including Evan Christensen, uh, Carlos Adams Adam, is that Adames, a- Adames yeah, yeah. and uh and Daryl <laughs> Darrell Did I get that uh, right? Yes. Yes I think Daryl
1: Kafkaso, he's he's a big in um, St. Petersburg
0: Clearwater right on. area. Right on. Uh, welcome to the show, man. I really appreciate you. you taking the time excuse me, taking the time out of your super fucking busy schedule to sit down and have a little chit chat. Um I have to ask Nazario, like what because I've listened to the album a couple of times, uh, and I'm fucking goddamn it. Drawing the blank right now. Wait for it. Stand by. There's one. It's celestial, oh. uh, celestial navigation. Celestial navigation. Yeah, one dude, of my That. Favorites, yeah, yes. that. That song. <laughs> I, you know, especially being a uh, like a metalhead, when you listen to your genre of music, your style of music, obviously, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> It's not, it's not the same, but it's still so goddamn enjoyable, and that song, for whatever reason, called out to me. Can you tell me a little bit behind uh, Celestial Navigation? How did that song come about?
1: Well, originally I called it Star Map. Okay. But I thought that it was too simple, uh-huh. so I wanted a bigger name. So, uh-huh. you know, Celestial Navigation. But um, it, it, uh, in the process of writing it, I thought it sounded kind of like a very uh, uh, ocean-faring kind of song. Yeah. And uh, it also it moves in kind of waves. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, on the recording on the album, in the background, you can hear like kind of waves and the creaking of the ship mm-hmm. and the little uh, boat uh, bell mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how it came about? Um, usually, I write little bits at a time, and um, I go, "Oh, this would go with, well with this," and mm-hmm. I put them together. But then it's still not a song, so I say, "Put it on the side." And then, um, but one day, you know, I put all these pieces together and add a few more, and whoa, there it is! And then it evolves from there. It yeah. becomes a song, and then I I play it over and over and over again, you know, play live and it gradually changes too. But it's one of those songs that I don't um improvise on so much. I literally play it as I as I recorded it. it, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which is very unusual because most of the time I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, with Celestial Navigation, it's only if I make a mistake, then, you know, it's jazz.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs>
1: otherwise, um, I play it pretty much the same way every time. There's a, I only have, like, maybe four or five songs like that. Mm-hmm. Other ones, I can, like, put the beginning at the end and the end in the middle and mm-hmm. take Tarantino around. And, that shit. <laughs> and I just mix it all up, you know. So, it just depends on how I'm feeling at the time right uh, for any performance. But... Um, and i like that because it keeps the songs and the music alive Mm -hmm. like
0: they're they're always being written they're living they're living exactly i suppose we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves right now i was just fanboying out because that's my favorite song off the album uh but explain nazario where where do you come from where well
1: (laughs) um i was born in sicily and um I, I really like the chickens, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, and yeah. so, uh, my mama, she, Donna, Rosanna, Rosanna, Donna used to tell me stories about the chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite being a chicken litter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, had uh, quite enough fondness for chickens and I became a chicken troubadour and I sing a love songs for the chickens. Unfortunately, um, I'm not, uh, famous. I'm only infamous for being a chicken thief, which is not true. I do not steal chickens. <laughs> it's not my fault. They follow me Allegedly, wherever I go. Alleged chicken thief. <laughs> alleged, yes. So that's the problem. Um, it's not my fault. I'm a chick magnet. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, uh, Nazario, um, my father, he was uh, Ario, mm-hmm. uh, of a REO, Velocity Evegoni.
0: Okay.
1: And... Um, he made the wagons and he made, he made wagons fast mm-hmm. that they, they weren't the wagons that go fast. He just made them fast. Them they quickly. weren't very well built. <laughs> he wanted me to be a wagon builder. I didn't <laughs> want one to do that. I said, no, and he disowned me. So I changed my name. I was no longer Velocity of Agone. So, um, I, Chose my favorite food, a chickpea, mm-hmm. and um, it was also, I was in a circus at the time, and I was uh, playing with uh, our ringleader, who was uh, Palo Garbanzo, and I wanted to be his long-lost cousin, mm-hmm. Chickpeazio, <laughs> and so that is where uh, I changed my name to be the performer that I am today, mm-hmm. the infamous. Nazario, chicken
0: trubadour. Nazario, I gotta ask, what brought you to the oud? There's, there's so many instruments across, you know, across the planet. That one obviously rings true to you. What, what brought you to it? Yes. Well, I played guitar Mm
1: -hmm. and I played flute. Mm -hmm. Now. When I was in really young and I was in school, I wanted to play flute. And the band leader, he would not let me play flute. He would let me play almost anything else. But every time I said, I want to play flute, he would say, no, 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 no. So I said, fine, I'll be a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that was the beginning. Um, but later, um, I, I, I came across the flute and uh-huh. I taught myself how to play flute. Mm-hmm. Self-taught, nice. Yes. Well, um, I was married to a a belly dancer, Mm -hmm. and uh, we had formed a troupe with some other friends. And um, I played flute and clarinet, and um, I wanted to play guitar, but they said, no, no, we don't want guitar. Guitar is so normal. We Mm -hmm. want otherworldly instruments, like the banjo. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I thought that was a big stretch, but uh, we detuned it, you know, we tuned it A-D-A-D, yeah. just like a bazooki. Um, but anyway, so that, it was funny. But, um, I'm sorry, I'll keep going, I'm sorry. One day, uh, one of our shows, I was playing uh, clarinet and I was playing flute and we were doing the show. And, uh, a friend of ours had brought a broken wood mm-hmm. to the show. He said, a friend of mine brought this back from Israel mm-hmm. and, uh, somebody sat on it at a party and I never played with it. You just always sit around my floor. I just wonder if you guys wanted this. And I, well, I didn't say yes, but somebody else in my, my drummer at the time yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he said, yes, he, he took it. And, and I thought it was a good idea. You know, we could figure out whatever. But um, he got a luthier to glue it back together. Mm-hmm. And they handed it to me and say, here, you play this. And I said, okay. <laughs> no, I gave him the finger. <laughs> I gave both fingers, actually. <laughs> and uh, I was not very happy. Uh-huh. Um, no. No. Because I know. It's like, I play guitar. You give me the instrument that Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. Okay, you say it's oud. Okay, Mm -hmm. but I don't know anything about oud. And it doesn't even have all these strings on it. Where Mm -hmm. do I get strings for it? Mm -hmm. How do I string it? I don't know any of that. Well, it just so happened. At this this time, I was in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, oh, I met this... Israeli cabinet maker who had moved to the Caribbean, met his wife. And she was American. They got married, and then they moved here. And he's a Oud enthusiast.
0: And he, <laughs> I, and have, I have strings.
1: <laughs> and so he said, okay, you know what? I set it up so that you can go and hang out with him for a couple of hours. So I did. He taught me how to string it, how to tune it, and he taught me, oh, he told me where I could get strings. <laughs> yeah, most <laughs> importantly. Was yeah, I was like, yeah. whoa, this was before the internet. Um, <laughs> well, I, I can't say before. There was the internet, but uh, there was no YouTube. There was no. It was beta, beta stages. Yes. <laughs> and um, there was one page that was devoted to Oud and just talked to a history. And then it had uh, songs, which was nice. You could listen to them. They were really old, you know, like uh, folk tunes Mm -hmm. uh, from Turkey and uh, Iraq and other places like that. And so I would listen to some of those. But uh, my friend who I met from Israel, he had like, he made me mix tapes of all different styles Mm -hmm. of oud. It was very impressive. (laughs) He, he was definitely an enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no, for sure.
1: So I started playing. Then I, I also got divorced. And so I had lots of time on my hands to just sit around and try to figure out perfect, how to play it. Perfect. Yes.
0: I've watched videos. It's, you know, especially being a guitar player myself, I, I still don't understand it. The mechanics behind that instrument. It, mm. it You have to have a certain kind of... Uh, Not necessarily, uh, well, no, 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 for sure, you definitely have to have a certain sense of skill to be able to play the instrument, but then there has to be like a certain sort of panache. Like, there's showmanship to that instrument because uh, it's such a unique, it's such a unique guitar that (laughs) you can't just pick it up and be like, I'm going to play this perfectly. (laughs) Nah, fuck, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. So, So, I mean, in addition to the oud, the the uh, lavta and you know the flute and uh, the baroque guitar uh uh this guy is a man of many trades i mean i obviously i'm sure once you kind of dive down that rabbit hole of the oud it kind of like opens up the world or opens up the door to uh to to the, all these other different instruments um listening listening to your album um I, <laughs> again where, where again, i 'm trying to take myself out of being a musician and trying to understand your music as a consumer. Where do you put yourself when you write those tunes? I mean, you said you know I, I, write, I write this riff here and then I kind of sit on it and then all of a sudden a light bulb pops up and then I write something else and oh, this might work together with this. but I mean you have you have five albums, f- five albums, yes, five definitely. albums. Uh, I mean, I, have,
1: I want to record more right now. I have like <laughs> two albums on the wings that uh-huh. are music that I haven't recorded yet. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I, it just hasn't worked out. So, uh, not sure what to do about that. But um, no, uh, the thing about the Oud, um, it, it, because it's fretless, mm-hmm. it, it definitely takes you. I've got an ear. It takes a, like yeah. a really good ear, mm-hmm. um, and because so if you, and then, just because I've been playing it for so long, the muscle memory is mm-hmm. just like always there. No, oh, yeah, sure. And That's kind of nice, Um but then, I play a genre of like you know Middle Eastern. So if I'm a little sharp or I'm a little flat, everybody thinks. In, it's on point. It was intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I, get, I have a little bit of a grace for that, you know. But um, I know when I pick up the lavta, um, the lavta is like taking a break from the oud because mm-hmm. it has frets. So I like <laughs> right. that, you know, I can I can play chords, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, that's the main reason I picked up the lavta so I could play more chordal music. Because um, I used to play... Before I got the oud, this is part of the story of why I gave the two fingers. Yeah, yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, my drummer, who also he was a musician, he's very good. Okay. Um, And he had gotten a bazooki. Okay. And um, so he let me borrow. He went on vacation for like a good long time. I think two or three weeks. And uh, he let me borrow it. Well, before that we had used. A bantar, what we call the, the, the banjo. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and I had written a couple of tunes on the banjo for the belly dancers. Very simple tunes. Mm-hmm. Well, I transposed them onto the. Because it was the same tuning, I just put it onto the bazooki, and then I could play the bazooki. And then uh, I, I, um, I added a little flourish and stuff. But I wrote like three songs on the bazooki. Well, the lavita is very similar to the bazuki, so uh, it's nice to go that way.
0: Nice tra- transition. Yeah. yeah, and
1: it's a, a different timbre, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's nice when I'm playing, I like to switch up my instruments so it gives even the audience, you know, a break yeah, from hearing the, the same oud sound mm-hmm. all the time.
0: Yeah, and it's which, a very it's a very unique tone for sure, 100%. Um, I suppose, let me rephrase... When you write your music, Nazario, do you like where do, where? do you feel the most comfortable? The most comfortable to write to actually write the tunes because I mean, again, I, those those songs are very unique and like you were just saying, the oud, You know, unless you're a, a, a general consumer, you know, you'll get one song in, and you're like, all right, I get it, but like with with real musicianship like people who actually respect music, which people, it's far, few and far between nowadays. But again, I listened, I listened to your latest album twice and I just, I have to ask, like where, where were you mind space wise when you, when you wrote those songs? Cause they're, they're very, very interesting, very interesting, very intriguing. Well,
1: um, that particular album, has uh different time periods of when i was writing music sometimes i was writing music for the belly dancers okay um sometimes i was writing uh music for a show Mm -hmm. uh, with the belly dancers but (laughs) (laughs) But then (laughs) uh, after um a little while uh i left uh the belly dancers group broke up okay and, or Well, no, I, I should say they said they don't need the in- musicians no more. No. They didn't want to pay us. <laughs> yes, they didn't <laughs> want to pay us. They could say, well, we could just play a boombox and Fucking dance to that, and you we don't need you. <laughs> Whores. <laughs> well, so, you know, I, I get it. Uh, that's, that's where they were at, and that's where they went. Mm. And, uh, but uh, for me, um, I was also like, you know what? I don't need dancers. I'm a musician. I can play shows and I started playing my own shows. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a big thing too. So some of the songs um they are like uh you know there's I have songs that I wrote during heartbreak that aren't belly dance songs you yeah. know. It's just a song yeah. that came out, you know. Uh but a lot of it is just sitting down and just noodling away until like something like oh This is different. Mm -hmm. Let me see how this goes. And then writing stuff that goes with that and adding more parts. Um, And uh, sometimes I'll be playing an old song and I'll be noodling around in the solo. And then something comes into the solo and I'm like, ooh, what's that? Mm -hmm. And then later I might forget about it, but then I, I listen to it. This is a good one. This uh, this song was called "Purple." Mm -hmm. This is a good example of my writing. Okay. So um, we played in this club. It was a restaurant, bar slash thing uh, called uh, Zombras, and um, it was a Spanish tapas, very fancy place. And uh, we would play for like two, three hours. Uh, You know, the show would go on for two. Well, sometimes the belly dancers. Would go off in, it was a big restaurant. They'd go off dancing at all the different tables and they'd leave us playing the same song. We couldn't stop because they were dancing, but then yeah. it was like, uh, so I had to f- create filler because mm-hmm. I got tired of playing the same.
0: The same riff, yeah, the over same and over. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Okay, yeah. these songs
1: are really only this long, and and then I have to fill it with other stuff until they come back, and then we get to end it. Right? Is that it? Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. So
1: this one part, I I called it, it was just filler, right? Uh-huh. But my drummer he goes, "What is that? What is that song?" And I'm like, "It's filler." And he goes, "No, you have to give it a name." And We'll call and, it filler. <laughs> you know, what I thought, what the image that I had in my brain was Homer Simpson biting into a donut and going, ah, purple <laughs> is the filling. <laughs> and so I said, it's purple. Purple. <laughs> purple is the name. <laughs> uh, easy At peasy. one time, I thought I was going to name it, I was going to change it to uh, make it sound more, you know instead of purple I was going to use the Arabic word Banasaji okay. but then I was like that's too uh, I was like no I'm just going to leave it with this purple it's a very nice song I think it's on that
0: album I was going to say I'm yeah. pretty sure it is yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> Uh, before we hit our sponsor break here, at Nazario, obviously you're on uh, you're on all major platforms. Yes, on Spotify, on YouTube. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: Spotify has, however, the album that you listen to is it's only on
0: Bandcamp. A, oh, it's on Bandcamp.
1: Yes, so I have several uh, albums on Bandcamp. Okay. And I haven't paid the extra money to put them on, you know, CD Baby or somebody yeah, to pay yeah, yeah, them yeah. so I can have it on Spotify. So um, that one, I actually sell that particular CD, so I just leave it on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other album that is on Spotify has
0: um, a lot of my older stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. It's, it's not my fault. I'm a chicken nugget. Yes. <laughs> uh, chicken chick magnet. God damn it, chicken nugget. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, make sure obviously you guys are going through all of these socials. Uh, I would imagine you're on Facebook, Instagram. I don't, I, know, we're not on Twitter. I'm so
1: horrible. <laughs> I, I, I have a inst I have two Instagrams and I don't use them. Um, use I am on definitely them. on Facebook. Okay. Uh, the book of faces. I have my nazar Pizio music page and then I, And also, I play uh, my group um, with my other drummer and my dancer. We were called Peasants Abroad.
0: Peasants Abroad. Yes. I make sure I note that because I didn't know that before. I don't.
1: uh, So we actually have a website for Peasants Abroad, but my drummer takes care of that. Okay. And um, and meanwhile, uh, so Knox or uh, Richard Miller. He's a, he's a good drummer. I like him. And we, we like <laughs> traveling together. It's, he's a fun.
0: There it is. No shit. Peasants abroad. Nice. Uh, make sure, everybody, you are swinging through Facebook.com slash Nazario, Chickpeasio, N-A-Z-A-R-I-O-C-H-I-C-K-P-A-E or P-E-A. Yes, C-I-O. There it is. I like to, <laughs> I like to say, it's
1: spelled just like
0: chickpea. With a ZIO at the end. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Let's, uh, let's take a quick sponsor break, and we'll be back in just one second. Ciao. No matter your preferred style, every man has the ability to be a gentleman. A Gentleman's Outlook only uses USDA organic ingredients in their handmade soaps, beard balms, lip balms, and solid cologne. They've also taken a step further than their competitors by using an all-eco-friendly packaging with all of their products. Right now, our listeners can get 15% off their entire order with the code DMC15. Be sure to swing by at Gentleman'sOutlook.com to order now. All right. Well, I'm sorry, you guys. Nazario Gipizio had an emergency. He had to leave. But luckily, crazy as fate would have it, fucking as he was walking down the stairs... Thomas Moore was just just so happened to be walking by, so Thomas, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us right now and uh, and, and kind of taking over for Nazario, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's good to see you obviously you know thomas for everybody who doesn't know me and thomas were introduced to each other through knieverland productions working light and sound you know just kind of humping gear all over the fucking place i'm still Uh, sore i know and i got load out i'm gonna go back to washington park here in another fucking 90 minutes to go unload that shit show (coughs) but anyways Let's keep this rig uh, fucking rolling into our friendly neighborhood. Thomas, help me out. Six-pack. Yeah. So how the six-pack works, we come into this weekly in the blind with questions either generated by ourselves or from the listeners, but we ask each other our top six favorite of anything and everything possible. Thomas, would you like to ask your question first or
1: shall I? I'll answer first.
0: You'll answer first. Okay. Uh, Thomas, I need you to give me your top six favorite food or drink. Oh, food or drink? Mm hmm. Oh,
1: that's, mm-hmm. that's tough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, well, that's the point. Um,
1: recently, I had uh, a, a chocolate lava cake.
0: Mm hmm dominoes
1: <laughs> no it, it was at, at my a new restaurant um it how is it uh, ivy and oh my son just started working there they just opened up downtown okay, okay. and uh so he brings me these gourmet
0: desserts all right. the time oh. and so
1: uh, right now, that's at the top of my <laughs> list yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, that lava cake, for yeah. sure.
0: That, yeah, dessert's always going to take precedence.
1: Um, another one, Topo Chico. Oh. Lime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can feel like I'm drinking a beer. Right, you right. You know, yeah, it's great. Man. Those seltzers,
0: those, I, honestly, I used to clown on them so fucking much back in the day. Yeah. But some of them are very refreshing. And yeah. yeah, before you know it, you drink three of them, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I need some water. Where's the water? (laughs) They catch you off guard for sure. Yeah. Um, And
1: then, uh, let's see. Um, uh, Smoked salmon. Mm. Okay. I like hickory smoked salmon. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Recently, I've been doing a lot of salad smoothies. Salad smoothies. I make a salad. Okay. In a in a blender. Uh huh. And just and blend it all okay, up. Give it a couple of shakes <laughs> and take it down. So yeah. A little vinegar, a little some olives, lettuce, tomatoes, you know, whatever you put in your, mm-hmm. your lettuce or your salad. And mm-hmm. I was gonna say, it seems like you're very
0: you're very fucking health conscious with everything you put in your body. Every time we've ever worked a gig, if you've yeah. ever had anything to eat. On the stage, it's always been <laughs> something very light, something very, again, health conscious. Uh, when we were in uh, Grafton, you were snacking on something. And I'm now I'm drawing a blank. You know, like a bag mm. of uh, shit.
1: I can't. Remember. Oh, yeah, I fucking oh, lost it. Uh, probably
0: millet chips. Yes. yes. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah.
1: Sammy's. Oh, yeah. OK. Mm. Well, so that's one of my top six <laughs> i don't i haven't been keeping count but the sammy's um millet bread and chips uh-huh. are are definitely nice go to Yeah, I, for sure cuz i, easy I snack. can't really do a lot of gluten mm-hmm. so i try to i try to reserve my eating of gluten for pizza. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> he goes, but the oh, <laughs> The classic slice. Oh man. Yeah. There dude, you go. That's my yeah. favorite. Hell yeah. If I'm going to get a slice of pizza, mm-hmm. dude, they have the best crust, mm-hmm. but then I, and their garlic balls are great too. Salty <laughs> <laughs> sort of garlic balls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> put them ah, right here in my mouth. Cause I need them now. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, that's five. One more, give me one okay, more, one more, Thomas. Um, hmm. It's weird when you get put on the spot like that. Yeah. Huh? yeah.
1: <laughs> uh oh oh cherries. cherries. the season for cherries right now. Okay. So like pitted or not pitted? I well, I just get them with the pits
0: in yeah. and everything. In yeah. There. I'm pretty good about yeah spitting the pits yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. So. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Oh, break there's, my teeth. There, there's like cherries, and then there's cherries. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're too lazy to fucking spit the pit out, then guess what? You don't get to eat them.
1: But you know, ice cream and stuff. Those little bright ass cherries are, are cute and all, but
0: those, I'm still gonna eat like, them. Really? But like, yeah. I'm, but that's not a fucking cherry. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a cherry. All, all right, right, very nice, uh, Thomas. All right, my question me. is.
1: What are the top six cities you like to visit?
0: That I like to visit? Mm. I know this is going to be blasphemy, but I'm not going to lie. They're so close. Chicago. Chicago is okay. Yeah. The people fucking suck, but <laughs> the pizza's great. And yeah. they do have a couple of attractions that I really do enjoy, like the Shedd Aquarium. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't like animals in, in captivity like to that extent, at the same time whatever i'm still gonna go that's uh cool. yeah for sure the shed is cool um i forget what it's called now i think it's the willis tower now you do the sky deck you go up to the top of this building and you walk out onto this glass partition that just pops out of the side of the skyscraper that's super cool pequod's pequod's pizza in chicago mm-hmm. it's mm. the best it's the fucking best uh, so Chicago is a fun one. It's quick. It's easy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say any <laughs> any recreational state in the union is going to be a good time because I can at least go grab supplies and enjoy your bum ass state whatever's going on (laughs) um i have i have a lot of fun in florida i have a lot of fun in tampa Mm. we've i mean and i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to separate myself from the band but it's just like the most traveling i've done is with 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 the band sure uh but tampa's always fun Mm. tampa's a blast
1: my family lives in saint pete so
0: like oh there you go yeah, yeah you're right there um hawaii Hawaii Mm, for sure, uh, Oahu. I still haven't had a chance to visit. Oh man, I've only been once, and it was surreal. It was Mm -hmm. absolutely surreal. (laughs) Like just the 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 flight in. I'm pretty sure we were talking Mm -hmm. about this at one point one day. Like the flight into Hawaii is so daunting. Like if you can't like handle that, or if you're like you're just reading your book, or you know you're passed out or something like then you're in your flea you're a normie (laughs) fucking open your eyes and look out the window because it's just like ocean 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 ocean, 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 ocean. ocean. oh there's the land yeah there's the landing (laughs) strip yeah Yeah. um but yeah hawaii is something else man Mm -hmm. uh hiking across diamond head an old extinct uh volcano like Mm -hmm. that alone is is just mind-blowing um and and the the people in hawaii like and it's so weird because just like any metropolitan area You have one block that's, you know, safe, and then two blocks over, it's like, dude, who are you with? (laughs) where do you know where you're at? In Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like Key West. Yeah. Yeah, Straight
1: up. (laughs) I learned that already. Straight (laughs) up. Yeah,
0: bro. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I had eaten some butter. And then I, I was, I was, my girlfriend at the time and she's let's go this way we were gonna try to find the beach okay
0: yeah that's where all that's where the danger is and
1: i was like i'm turning here that dude that's like where are you going i'm
0: "I'm turning here that's so ironic because yeah in hawaii man there's certain stretches of the beach where it's just like dude that's that's fucking mad max over there you don't go over there (laughs) like there's broken glass everywhere there's dudes that are gonna fucking fuck you and like rob you and kill you. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. But then you go another two blocks the opposite direction and it's just beautiful, quiet, serene. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Uh, so yeah, Hawaii, that's definitely going to be on that list. Uh, what is that? Three. Um, Hmm. I have to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Texas, Austin, Texas, Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a different it's a different atmosphere one hundred percent. You know, that southern hospitality. It's a real mm-hmm. thing. It is one hundred percent a real thing. Um, I
1: lived there before it was cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah. yeah. It's a real thing, man. Uh and I really I'm very attracted to that. I'm very attracted to to people just being nice. You know what I mean? Granted, you're in Texas super judgmental so like you better come proper you better come correct that first interaction but as long as you're a good yeah. person you don't have any worries you don't, you don't have anything to worry about and it's just nothing but just like hospitality mm. and manners and proper etiquette like mm-hmm. and I, you know everybody lives their life they want they, how they want to live it and that's their prerogative that's fine but uh but again I'm really big on that that kind of like treat treat others as as you would want to be treated yeah. they're they're very much like hi well how y'all doing today and it's just like shit nobody i haven't heard that question in a while man i'm really good how are you doing just that interaction alone is worth the trip mm. um new orleans new orleans mm. uh the food alone that's i'm a fat kid it, true, true <laughs> to, the, to the bone i love to fucking eat mm. And New Orleans had some of the best food I've ever had wow. in my face ever in my entire adult life. Um, there's a, there was a breakfast joint that my ex had taken me to for, excuse me, I forget what it was called, but it was, <laughs> we waited for 45 minutes. God damn it. We waited for 45 minutes just to get into the building, and then we waited another 25 minutes to get seated. Uh, Wow. But, yeah, that food was well worth the wait. Well worth the wait. Holy shit. And that was just one of the restaurants we went to. Um, I I know at the end of the trip, we had gone to, like, a steakhouse, and, again, the name's drawn a fucking blank. I know it's in there, but it reminds me of her, and I don't like thinking about her, so... (laughs) kind of just put a wall there (laughs) but i know that there was a steakhouse that we went to at the end of the trip that was fucking divine dude oh my god i love a good piece of meat just a good filet cut Mm. like mm, mm. (laughs) exactly it's good it's good stuff um and last but not least let's see here I got I gotta attach myself back to the band you know it was a it was a fucking shit show and it was kind of scary for a second by second I mean like a majority of the night but um, Portland, Oregon uh, <laughs> I love Portland Portland. Yeah. It's a beautiful city yeah that's what that's whats that's what's tricky about it. It's beautiful when you're coming into it you're like, oh Portland, let's do it. And then you get off the bus and it's just like, oh, Portland, Ugh, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> but uh, but no no no, Portland's a it's it's a really really beautiful city, and you know obviously if you're not playing a metal show in the underbelly of the city, uh, right? Okay. You know you're gonna experience sure. things a little bit differently. We had all day, you know, before we had to play, so you know we take a little walk around the town, and it's just like, man. This is a really, it's a really unique, it's a unique city, 100%. And, you know, everybody can say, you know, well, our city's unique. And everybody's city is unique in their own way. But there's just something that stands out about certain cities that, you know, other cities lack. So I would definitely say Portland. (laughs) Portland, Oregon, for sure. And that was the second time I had been back to Portland. Uh, My sister, she was, she had been living out in Portland when I was a teenager and I went out there and I went and skated Burnside and like I felt like I was in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> like, this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, so yeah, Portland has a, you know, a certain spot in my heart for sure. So it was really, really cool getting to go back to it to do what I love and play music for everybody. All of 20 people that showed up for the show. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure like Behemoth was playing like a mile down the fucking road or whatever that was. Anyways, that would have to round out my list for sure. For sure. That's a good question, Thomas. Yeah. Thank you for that. I was that just one. thinking
1: my favorite
0: city is Budapest. Budapest. Yeah. Not Budapest. <laughs> Budapest. Read a fucking book, people. Uh, awesome. That's a great question, Thomas, and that right there is the six pack for the week, y'all. <laughs> well i want to again i want to i know nazario had to check out of here real quick but i want to thank nazario Chicpizio again for swinging by studio dmc again facebook.com slash uh, nazario Chicpizio. go like share rate review subscribe make sure you guys are swinging by youtube slash nazario Chicpizio. go like share rate and review all of those videos those videos make way more of a difference than anything related to Facebook. So make sure you guys are going to YouTube to check out Nazario. There, um, Bandcamp, Bandcamp. You can definitely. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only place you can find the newest album by uh, Nazario Chicpezio, which I've listened to a couple of times. And guys, it's fucking good music, man. Don't don't quit on it immediately. Fucking give it a goddamn chance. Cause it's really good. It really, if you really take the time to listen to it, you can understand that it's coming from a place of sheer passion. And, uh, and I just so happen to really respect that a hundred percent, 100%. So go and do that. Uh, Thomas, <laughs> thanks for swinging by the studio, man. Uh, do you want to, do you want to share any of your, your personal, <laughs> your personal socials? Nope. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Well, uh, until next week, guys, or until next episode, uh, make sure you guys are going to facebook.com slash dipping milk and cookies. Again, like, share, rate, review, all that jazz. Um, Patreon.com slash dipping milk and cookies. Uh, Corey, Mackenzie, Marcus, you guys, again, the true heroes, still hanging tough. I love it. Uh, everybody be like those, Trey. Every part helps, it never hurts. So, again, please, please show your support any uh direct messages can be sent to dipping milk and cookies at gmail.com or on facebook or instagram uh the band reflection of flesh we get, we're working on the new album we got we got the new single just about done which is fucking fantastic uh so hopefully we'll be hitting the studio here pretty soon so we can bring that and fucking dump it on your faces because we can't wait um other than that, you guys be good, stay safe, wash your fucking hands. Uh do you want to add anything? Any shows uh upcoming there? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh
1: the a big show that Nazario will be playing um the music for is uh, the Witch's Ball in uh, on October 29th. Um it's hosted by Altered State of Mind. Mm-hmm. And uh I think it's at Seven Bridges. Is where we're gonna be doing it. Um, well, that's cool. There's tickets. I think you can get tickets. It's also got a bu- buffet dinner. Ooh. And a costume contest. Um, but uh, I may be DJing there as well. <laughs> okay. I'm, I didn't really want to DJ, but no. because I'm gonna be playing the music, and then well. And then as Nazario Chiquizio and then I didn't really want to uh, double up, double up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I may
1: because they don't have anybody else yeah. yet. So yeah.
0: Yeah. just add it to the pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. October 29th at Seven Bridges. Nazario Cicpizio, uh dropping the original tunes with a little DJ effort. Uh, make sure you guys are checking that show out. I, You know what? If I'm fucking around, I might show up to that shit. And I'll come DJ with you. <laughs> yeah, this, it, it'll be
1: a fun show. It yeah.
0: sounds like a really nice I show. I honestly do. I want to see you live so bad. I really do. Sorry. I really do. Little Kitty, will you cu- fucking stop touching the boom? <laughs> uh, but again, October 29th, Seven Bridges, Nazario Cicpizio. Again, buddy, Thomas, thank you for taking yeah. the time to sit down with me, man. Uh, and again, until next time, guys... Stay healthy, stay safe, wash your fucking hands, and we'll catch you next episode. Goodbye.